Hi, welcome to Knitting in Circles, episode 158. Today is Tuesday, April 21st, 2015. I'm Amy. And I'm Darren. And thank you for joining us. And yeah, sorry, it's been four weeks and apparently I'm out of practice because I couldn't get the date right. How many times? <laughs> Three, four, I don't know. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's been one of those days. I think everything's kind of also been conspiring against us to, yes. uh, to record. Every time we sat down to record, it was either work or family or bad weather or something and today it was a dog today it was another dog yeah so we're actually a couple of hours late recording because there was a dog running around the neighborhood and guess what she's in our yard right now so but this one had an id she has an id with her owner's name two different phone numbers but not her name uh, that's weird so i'm just calling her baby girl but yeah she was hungry so now she's napping but hopefully her family will call us and she'll be reunited with them today so yeah we have a lot to talk about. Yes. It's been four weeks. I know. Have we? But does it feel like we've done a lot? Oh, and then I was under the weather. So yeah, that was like days where I didn't even hardly knit and we were going to record, but I just didn't feel up to it. So yeah, we apologize for the long delay, but we have some FOs. Do you want me to start? Do I have yes. The, oh, do I have the only FOs? I have no FOs. Oh. You should have an FO. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> you can just buy that off right now. Okay, this actually is done. It doesn't look like it because it has been raining, what, over a week now? I think. A lot of rain. Yeah, we had over a week of rain. Um, I got so tired of those flash flood warnings going off because every time it would go off, I would jump thinking it was a tornado instead. But luckily, we never had any tornado no. warnings. The other uh, little past us did. Anyhow, um, this is the Shapely Boyfriend. And all the ends are woven in. It just needs buttons. And then after I block it, I'll trim the ends. Like I said, they haven't been woven in, but I won't cut them until after the fact. But it has been so wet and so humid. I knew this wouldn't um, dry. But now, hopefully the sun has come out, and hopefully this will dry. You've so, knit this before, right? Um, I did, but I knit it. This is actually worsted weight. Uh, it's a free pattern. Um, I knit it out of, like, DK or Sport. But yeah, it's a good basic pattern. This is Malabrigo Rios in the Agua colorway. Um, I had a tiny bit left over. I was thinking, actually, if I put all my scraps together, I can get one bankhead hat out of all the scraps. Cool. But I'd have I'd have a lot of ends there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and also, again, last week, uh, I still need buttons. Um, the best button places are like 30 miles from us. 30 minutes, 30 miles. That's about how long it takes. It takes about 35 minutes to get there because it's interstate. Uh, last week we had a date. We were going to record and we were going to go shopping and get lunch and the weather was terrible, which I'm really glad we didn't go that day because that was the day they had all the wrecks and all the roads were flooded and so we would have been stuck in all that. But yeah, this is done. Um, it fits really well. Oh, this was the one that I had to rip out the sleeve. So glad I did. It fits so much better now. Um, but yeah, I like it and I just want buttons. Very nice. So that's one thing. And this other thing, when we went camping, did I have these cast on before we left for camping? Yes. Because the day we recorded um, was the day, we were, uh, the day before we were leaving. These are hand spun socks. They are out of Unwind Yarn Company. Uh, Dana used to do um, her spin your own sock kit, but I've heard that she's not dying fiber until after she has her little baby girl. But um, I don't know, I think she stopped doing the spin your own sock kits even before she stopped dyeing fiber. So hopefully at some point she will dye, uh, dye these kits again because I really do like this and I'd like to get uh, at least one more, um, if not two. I'd like to get this color again and do it differently. I would spin because it comes with the main color and then the contrast color. I spun it as a three-ply mixing them. But next time I would divide the fiber and do each one as a three-ply and I would do the heels and toes and cuffs in the contrast color. Oh, See? yeah. So like this would have been the Aurora Borealis blue and then the purple would have been the heels, the toes, and the cuffs. That would does be that really make, cool. Does that yeah. make sense? So instead of combining them as a three-ply, I would have spun each separately as three-plies. But these went on her camping trip with us and they were supposed to be for me. I did them toe up and I did Judy's Magic Cast On for the toe. I did... Um, the Fish Lips Kiss Heel for the heel, and I did Jenny's Surprisingly Bind Off with Bind Off. Jenny's... What? Oh, Jenny's Surprisingly Stretchy Bind Off okay. with Bind Off. Sorry, I forgot a word or two in there. So these were supposed to be for me. We're riding along, and you do all the driving, and I'm knitting, and I just kept knitting, and I increased to what I normally would, although this was a little bit thicker. This was more like a sport weight. 
Then I tried them on and they didn't fit. And I was like, well, you know, I could keep going. Or I could knit them for you. Wouldn't that be nice if I knit them for you and you could have your first hand spun socks? That was actually a really dumb idea. I should have at that point ripped them out and started them top down for you. Yes. Because he's in the driver's seat. He can't try anything on. So I got smart. I was like, you know what? I'll use one of your socks to know where to start the heel. <laughs> nope. So finally I was like, okay, so I did the fish lips heel using his sock as a template. That didn't work. I ripped it out. Then at some point I had you try it on and I was kind of measuring it. Two knitters. We forgot a measuring tape. We didn't have a single measuring tape that trip. So I was using a dollar bill because it's six inches. Remember I had the dollar yes. bill and I was like, don't spin that dollar bill. That is my measuring tape. It was in my door. Second time, still didn't freaking fit him. Finally, the third time I was like, I'm not touching this heel until you were sitting next to me in bed at night and you could try it on every step of the way. Third time was a charm. So yeah, that was on me. And of course there was no card. I even asked you at one point, I was like, do we have cardboard? Can I like draw your foot and like do the whole diagram? Well, that's one of the reasons I don't particularly care for, uh, Toe up socks. They're you know, they're difficult to fit right. I guess if you do a lot of them, then it gets easier. It gets easier. Yeah, but cuff down. I could have just gone until right. I wanted to and started the heel and kept on going. So it yeah. Uh, I've never been a huge fan they fit of really the toe well, up socks. Like... Okay, I'm glad. Cause yeah, and you were kind of making that face where I didn't know if you were like like just being nice to me or if they really did fit you. And I was like, after all this work, please let them fit. So they do fit? You like them? They do. Okay. Well, it's just, hand spun, in my experience, is not as stretchy. Right. Do you agree? Well, I guess it well this one has the nylon for added strength. Right. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, this little bit here, there's a little bit of stretch to it. Those don't have a whole lot of stretch to them. Right. So it was just difficult getting the cuff over my ankle but then once you did then once i did okay. it was it was right and then the other part felt a little weird too but they once you when you finished it i put it on they're fine you yeah just want, you gotta adjust it just just right and then you're wearing them they look really good right so yeah so he has his first hand spun hand knit socks uh the first one was a beast but once i got through that i flew through the second well i didn't fly through it um I had, and it was surprising because uh, normally, well, of course I can knit without looking. Um, oh, somebody mentioned or asked about that. We'll talk about that in a second. Don't let me forget. Um, but I was taking so many pictures. Like we were driving around and I had the window down and I was taking pictures. So I didn't actually knit on them as much as I normally would have just because I was, I can see, obviously you know, I could knit and look around, but I was like taking a lot of photos. There are like 800 photos in that Flickr set. Okay. It was a lot of photos. Those are the ones that made it. You probably deleted a lot. Yeah. I took, yeah. Some that we had duplicates and things like that. Like you took something similar than I did. But, uh, You've taken thousands of photos on some of our uh, trips we've been on. Yeah, but this, yeah, that's true. I have. So, then, I don't know, it seemed like less. That's a lot of photos. Anyway that still look is. At it. Yeah, for one trip. But yeah, it was a fun trip. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So yeah, those are my FOs. Yay! So, work in progress. You want to go first? All right. <clears throat> finished a sock. Yay! I like it too. Oh, I'm sorry. This I still have woven in the ends. Oh, that's fine. I tied it. Well, it's yours. <laughs> uh, this is the Fruit Loops. What is this? Fruit Loops pattern? Yes, Loops it's sock. free from Nitty. Oh, wait. That one's free from Nitty and the Boyfriend Cardigan. Shapely Boyfriend was free from Nitty too. Nitty Nitty. And this is uh, Highland Handmaid's I Like Burning Things With You colorway. Yeah, and I really like these. I like the way it like, stripe pooled. It looks really nice. I do too. It's really neat. And I know for a fact Heather is taking special orders on those. I don't know what her turnaround time is, but if you like it, contact Heather and Heather <laughs> And here's the second one. I haven't I haven't worked on this a whole lot. Yeah, I was really struggling with this at the the heel. I did not do the heel in pattern. I went oh, back and did, right. did just yeah. a regular slip stitch heel, but you said, you it, said it fits fine. It fits I love it, yeah. Good. Because, um, yeah, I did not like the way the heel was on the written pattern, so I did regular slip stitch and then this one is I would say this is going faster I just have not worked on it very much instead I've been working on my sock head hat which I'm going to give to probably my brother does he know it's for him you were working on it at the office yesterday does he uh, know actually I never took it out to work on it I was uh, so busy all day yesterday yeah yesterday no. was a nightmare but um I should have I should have showed him and said hey do you like this because uh, you can have it if you want it but I've made a lot of progress. Yeah, I like it, yeah. 
And that sucks at rock. Medium weight or lightweight? I think it's medium weight, and it is smoky blue. Oh, we were having that discussion because for smoky blue, I would think it would be gray and blue, but it's like brown and blue. So, I don't know. It says smoky, but it's more brown. It's more like woodsy blue. I like it. It's no, I do color. too. It's just, I, if you think smoky blue, you think gray and blue, right? That's it's brown. Right. So, but yeah, it's still a good color. And it's funny, when I first started knitting socks, I loved patterns. I was all about doing all different kind of patterns mm -hmm. and cables and all that kind of stuff. Yep, you've knit me some of my favorite socks that are all cabled. Yeah, patterns. but lately I'm just like, oh, I just want to do something plain. I don't want to deal with a pattern. So I, I totally get why people, you know, don't knit pattern socks. They just knit vanilla because it's just have, so much uh, easier. multiple projects. Like here, or that, yeah, right, you right. have your stockinette. That's you true. Have your, uh, That's true. And then you have your pattern. But yeah, I like both those. And those are your only two works in progress? I think so. That's it. Okay. Um, Aside I... from the blanket. Yes, I know. I know. I'm totally not going to meet how... my deadline, by the way. How many squares have you attached? Somewhere between, between one and zero? I know. It was everything. Like I said, it was the trip and the weather and not feeling good and family stuff and work and yard work and more weather. And yeah, so, oh, yeah. I know, and maybe it's because I gave myself that deadline, but I really wanted to have it done by Marilyn Sheep and Wool. And that's not, I don't know, I'm not going, but that's when I started like first squares two years ago. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I haven't had that oomph for it. I brought, oh, that, I brought it out the other day and I laid them out and the cat ran oh, through right. them and you were supposed to come in here with me so we could shut the door. Yeah, Piper thought it was like the best thing ever. I started laying out the squares and I was going to take pictures and move them around before I started, you know, getting back to either seaming them or uh, crocheting around them and she thought you were playing a game yeah it was like the best game ever and like Pew! and so of course I wanted to come in here so we could shut the door and that didn't happen yeah she was like sliding across them yeah. she tried stealing them yeah that's because they still have the tails so she was like taking the tails and running so it was just a big mess but and then I've already looked see I've put them back and now out of sight out of mind kind of thing Ah, I know. Um, okay, so I only have one thing on the needles. I meant to cast on... Actually, I was going to cast on the handbrake. Um, oh, yeah. Because we talked about that. Um, someone gifted me the handbrake pattern and by Dan from the Bakery Bears. And I just never got around to it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because this room has still been chaos. Um, instead of putting this desk up like we normally do after we record, it's been out for quilting. So yeah, there was quilting and spinning and knitting and thinking about crocheting. So it was like all these different things have been going on. So I just never got around to winding the yarn. But yeah, I should have two things. But anyhow, I have a new sweater on the needles. This is, I know it looks tiny, but I, it does actually fit. Uh, this is the Gila or Hella. Um, it's by, um, Istex, I think that that's how you say it. Here, where's my? It's the company that uh, does uh, Lopi. And if you've been watching a while, I knit my Rhinebeck sweater last year out of Let Lopi. I did the stroker, and at first I wasn't crazy about it. Like the yarn is actually really itchy. Um, even soaking it in conditioner, hair conditioner didn't do anything. But after finding the perfect undershirt, that stroker is one of my favorite sweaters. So this is a bulky version of the same yarn. This is Alaphoslopi, and this is actually into enabling as well because I don't have it. I've put it all up. Um, I bought enough to do the sweater, and it actually was really fast shipping from the Dizzy Sheep. I think that was my first time ordering from them, and it got here in like two days. Unlike Amazon, who it took them two days to ship my uh, my thing. So. Uh, Really happy with that. Um, it is a colorwork sweater. It is a free pattern. I am modifying it. It is supposed to be a cardigan. It's also supposed to be short. Like it's only supposed to like hit you like right at the hip. This is going to be longer. It's going to be a pullover. And as is my tradition of 2015, apparently, I had to rip it out to the ribbing. I'm adding waist shaping. There's no waist shaping, and I was between sizes with my um, gauge. See, I did the gauge swatch. I did it in the round. I soaked it, and I really like this. That's the whole point of knitting it in the round, is so you get an idea of how your gauge is actually going to be knit in the round versus knitting it back and forth flat. Um, of course, if you were doing the cardigan version, you'd want to swatch back and forth. Well, between my swatch and the actual sweater, I have tightened up. So I was between sizes, um, and I added in waist shaping, and I didn't quite like how I did it, so uh, also 
I should not cast on sweaters when I'm not feeling good. That's when I... Make mistakes? Yeah. Uh, I swatched that one night, and then I cast on, I still wasn't feeling well, and yeah, it probably wasn't the best thing to do. I wasn't like 100% focused on what I was doing. So I ripped out yesterday to the ribbing. I should have used 10 and a halfs instead of the 10s that the pattern calls for. I'm hoping it relaxes a little bit. It does fit, but the fabric, feel this fabric, and then feel this fabric. This one's like softer and looser. This one's a little tighter. Yeah. So I'm hoping this uh, softens up because if not, it's not bulletproof by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a little firmer than I would like. I would like for it to have a little bit more drape to it, but I think it'll be fine once I soak it and everything, but it's fitting. Um, I did my waist increases a little bit more gradually this time and I'm really pleased with it so far. So hopefully it continues to be that way. Wonderful. So that's my only work in progress. Oh. And I did show you this. I think I had mentioned it. I have an awesome sweater bag. It was a gift from Therese. And I love it. It has everything. It has birds and bikes and cats and dogs and flowers. It pretty much has everything. And it's huge and it's fabulous. And she used a fabric on the inside that looks vintage, but I don't I think it's a newer fabric. It just has that vintage feel to it. But yeah, it's a perfect sweater bag. So that's my work in progress. But yeah, all the this sweater yarn is technically enabling, but it's already put away in its little bulky bin. There you go. Wonderful. <laughs> I think you already <laughs> said that. <laughs> You're repeating yourself. Um, what else? Any other works in progress? That's it for me. Oh, I gotta keep talking. Interject. You do. Oh, I need some tea. Oh, we went to an art festival and you bought me a mug. That was really cool. And that guy was like seven foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> when he stood up, it was a little disconcerting for a second because he was sitting and then he stood. He was very tall. Um, as far as spinning, I have an FO. Actually, again, with the weather, I had like a bunch of stuff that needed to be uh, washed and I just never got around to it because of the weather. And then finally the sun and wind came out yesterday. And so I have two skeins still outside and this one actually needs to go back out. It's still a little damp. This is also Highland Handmaids. It's white, white spruce top in the Chosen One colorway. It's 50% Superwash Merino and 50% Tencel. And I didn't check the yardage yet. I normally check the yardage after I soak in, uh, things, just so if it's gonna bloom and shrink or do whatever it's going to do. Um, yeah, see, it's a little damp. I'm gonna have to put this out, outside right after. Ooh, but I'm really pleased with damp. this one. The first half, I kind of had to like get in the groove of it. The second half went a lot better, but overall it's very consistent. I'm very happy with it. Um, it's really nice. Like you see all the different shades of the color. I really like that. It's very tonal. Um, as much as I like this, it's not exactly my colors. I did enjoy spinning it. Well, the first half actually I didn't really enjoy spinning it. I had to get back into it. Um, I think this one actually might go for I was debating between podcast prize and SSK raffle prize. So yeah, some of the things, uh, some hand spun of mine and some of my hand knits that came out of my, or our cabinet, um, I'm going to donate them to the SSK charity raffle. Wonderful. So will you stop saying wonderful? I'm going to smack you. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm on your left side. I can't smack you. Oh yeah. You could, but... Well, that would just be rude. That would be mean. Yeah, dang it, I'm on your left-hand side. Somebody had a wipeout. Uh, I had my first official wipeout on my bicycle. Your new bike, too. My new bicycle, which I think it's fine. I think it's okay. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, I think so. I don't think it's... Because you said it was a little weird when we went for that short ride. Yeah, it's um, one of those sprockets might be a little bent, but I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. It's shifting fine. I'm 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 all right. You're just a little, sore. <laughs> a little banged up, but I'm fine. Yeah, you just had road rash. A little bit, think. a little sore, nothing broken. Luckily. Luckily, very so luckily. There you go. Yep. I'll have to remember. Uh, after heavy rains, wooden bridges are very slick. <laughs> They're very slick. Don't go really fast and then turn when you're going on one. I can't believe you. Because you'll hit the floor and go sideways. Like I did. And my dad saw the whole thing. He was right. He was trying to catch up to me because I was going way faster than than he was, and uh, yeah, he hit the brakes, <laughs> went down, and kind of picked me up. Yeah, that was bad. I was, I was stunned. Well. I imagine. 
I was like seeing stars, yeah. I imagine. And yeah, when he came home, it's like, hey, how was your ride? He's like, hey, baby. <laughs> and of course, I was like, oh, what happened? Because you had that, that voice. Yeah. Because usually you're just like, oh, we saw this and we saw that. And we I saw wrote this home. Person. When you fall and you're able to ride back home, and it was like, what, another six miles or so to yeah. get home, then you're not, you can't be that hurt. No. And then, of course, I asked him, why didn't you call me to come get you in the truck? I just needed like 15 minutes to just kind of <laughs> come. Well, not come to, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Just kind of yeah, walk it off. It. Yeah, walk it off. There you go. Oh, okay, my only other spinning, um, I got this uh, Hello Yarn. It's for the Mega Spin Along that uh, Southern Cross is hosting, along with, I think there's five or six other dyers. Um, I only gra uh, snagged one of the fibers. This is from Hello Yarn. It's the Crivens colorway. It's 75% BFL and 25% Tussa Silk, and I'm doing a fractal three-ply, and I have two of the three bobbins done. The other one's actually on the wheel. I think I'm done with it. I probably could have taken it off to show you guys. Um, my goal is hat. I don't know. I just want a hat. Uh, so, But what I did is I, how did I do it? Okay, you have the length of fiber. I split it in three shorter chunks, and then each of the chunks, the first chunk got split in two, the second chunk got split in four, and the last chunk um, which this is my last chunk, will be split into six pieces. Yeah, that's right, two, four, six, yeah, that's how I did it. So yeah, this is bobbin one, bobbin two is on the sidekick, and bobbin three, maybe tonight? I don't know, maybe. I think I need a little bit of break from the uh, sweater. The tins and the bulkies are kind of hurting my wrist a little bit. But yeah, that is, that's all my spinning. The tins, the size ten needles? Yes, know? and I probably should have done ten and a half, but I am not ripping this puppy out again. <sighs> But yeah, I, I mean, my swatch was done on tens. And sometimes, you know, swatches lie. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but yeah, that's one of the reasons that you swatch in the round like this. Or you can knit a whole tube, or you can do the the strands against the back, um, so you get a more accurate swatch. So, but yeah, my swatch lied this time. Um, that's everything for the fiber related. Uh, so if you aren't interested in miscellaneous and off topic, uh, <laughs> totally understand. There's a lot of it this week, but I do want to let everybody know that there's a giveaway. Uh, we have a copy of the ebook Defarge Does Shakespeare by Cooperative Press that they uh, generously donated, and I have to actually change the date for that. I noticed it was supposed to close yesterday because that was based on us recording two weeks ago and talking right. about it. So ignore the cutoff date. I'm going to change that for another two weeks, so that will be open for another two weeks for you guys to get over there and um, enter to win that. So just you have to be a member of the group and just go enter to win the, the e-book. So thank you to Cooperative Press for donating one of those. So yeah, if you're not interested in miscellaneous and off-topic, totally understand, and we will see you guys next time we record. And if you're hanging around... Um, not Wonderful. everything is totally. Damn it! Oh, I'm just like so. Oh. I'm not even bruised. I'm not no, even bruised. No, you're not. You're just sore, huh? <clears throat> I'm sore. <sighs> I don't know how I'm not bruised. I don't either. That's just weird. Yeah. And I think your bike landed on or on you because you have that weird mark bit. up your back. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm so glad we can laugh about it now. But uh, now one thing that is fiber related. Before uh, I forget, uh, someone had asked, Will had asked, how we knit without looking. And it's muscle memory. And, Practice. And it's one of those things we have to thank Lori because she's the one that was like, you can do it, do it. Uh, that was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, you it was were, at uh, Rhinebeck. Right? Yeah, and you were driving, Lori was in the back, and she was knitting away on socks, and I was like, I would throw up if I was knitting socks. And she's like, no, I'm not even looking. I was like, what do you mean you're not looking? And I thought that was something like you had to be knitting like lifelong knitter or like have like some sort of special skills. And she said, no, you could do it. I was like, no, I can't. And, which is usually my response, Danny, or no. it used to be. Now I'm like, learn all the things. Um, but now you just do it. Yeah. That's all there is. Well, but like I started off like doing two stitches and then looking. And then like doing two stitches and then looking. It's like a camel track. But you can feel it. And then, yeah, you do three stitches and you don't look, and then you do four stitches you don't look, and then you just find yourself, like, having a conversation or watching TV. And, yeah, um, maybe it's just the way I do knit a little differently than some people. Um, I can't tension the yarn around my finger because my whole wrist and hand will cramp up and it's very painful. Um, 
But I know, I mean, it's like this, like wrapping around and yeah, I can't do that either. Yeah, well, sometimes I do it when I'm crocheting because I usually only crochet a few stitches. Actually, it's on oh, it's this hand, anyhow. So, yeah, the hands, yeah. Some people do the finger, and then well, that's like continental or something, yeah. Well, no, continental is picking versus throwing. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things like I I would do one or two stitches, and then I'd look to check out everything was okay, and then I'd do a couple more stitches, and I'd look to check everything was okay, and then. You just find that you do more and more, but I think if you've been knitting, even just a few months, you could probably just start to feel it, and it really is muscle, muscle memory. It is. I agree. But you can only do knit and pearls, right? What do you mean? Like. What else is I there? mean, like knitting or ribbing. Like once it gets into like. Uh, oh, like this, which is past the third stitch over the first two, and then knit and yarn over, and all that kind of stuff. That, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I could do that without I wonder if any, I'm not sure there's somebody out there who can, but yeah, mine is strictly knitting or ribbing. Like, if, if it starts getting much past, like, the uh, Hermione's Everyday Pattern, then I start looking a little bit more, if that makes any sense. But yeah, but yeah, it's just one of those things, like, just try it. Just knit a couple of stitches and then check to make sure everything's okay, then knit a couple more stitches, and then you'll just kind of gradually find yourself. But yeah, I have, I have Laura to thank for that. She's like, yeah, you can totally do it. Do it. <laughs> so, um, tip of the day. Is that really even a tip? It's just try sure. it. Just try it. Um, what do you want to talk about first? We have this whole section. The trip? Well, the trip was first. The trip was first. It was a good trip. It was a weird trip as far as weather. Weird? No, the weather. Because, oh, yeah. that's, yeah. We were expecting much warmer weather. They were, uh... It was not warm. Not the first few days it was not at all. And then it got super It hot. even snowed a bit on us. It did. It was crazy. I was loving it. And yeah, threw a snowball at your head. Me too. I did. Uh, it, okay, next time I'm totally bringing a sweater. I don't know how many times I said I wish I would have had my stroker sweater. Um, also, we forgot gloves. I don't know how. We forgot mittens. We forgot gloves. I brought us each a hand knit hat, which was really good. My moosey hat, love it. It's become my official camping hat until I make a second uh, sock head, a thinner weight sock head to take with us. Well, and then later I realized, oh, I did have my work gloves, and then I had those sanitation gloves. I'm not oh, going to wear those. Oh, no. Gross. Yeah. We ended up biking with wool socks on our hands. We did, which is actually a really good... Uh, yeah, grab that one. A really good tip. <laughs> If you don't have socks, or no what, gloves, or, or gloves, gloves, right? If you don't have gloves, but you have socks, this is what I did. It was so cold. I put my thumb where the heel goes and put this all the way down, and I rode in my 30 bike degree weather like this because my hands were so cold. It was 30 degrees rode. that day, and they I really did. It well. really did. It worked. It, really it was worked. great. It's. I mean, it's kind of like a mitten, really. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you really don't have anything, because we had all of our hiking socks, and yeah, we just wore thick wool hiking socks on our hands for mittens to go bike riding. And the water hose going to the camper <gasps> froze, what, two nights, three nights? No, just Which the one it? night, and then you just left it, because it was so funny, because, uh, wait, where, why did we take oh, the car Oh, because we were going to go hiking really far away from the uh, campsite, remember? So... We drove to it instead of hiked to That's where right. we were going. Remember? Yeah. No, it was because we needed the bikes. Oh, the oh, bike that's right. we're gonna bike. was a really far that's away. Right. That's yeah. right. So we woke up. The hose for the water was frozen. I was like, I just leave it here. And we made a bed coming back. Like the hose is gonna be gone. Like people are gonna think we just left, and that you know someone's gonna have taken the hose. It was funny. The hose was there, and someone took all of our firewood that we bought. Someone stole our firewood. Ah, oh, it's okay though. <laughs> They left the hose. Well, I guess because it was frozen. Well, well, no, not by then it wasn't frozen. But yeah, we uh, a lot of places, of course, you're not supposed to bring in your own firewood, so you have to buy it, um, which is no big deal. But yeah, so they left the hose and they took the firewood because I guess they didn't want to go buy any. But it was weird because, um, well, not weird, the other place, they don't tell you that most places also say, you know, feel free to pick up the dead wood and, you know, burn it. It helps clean it up, you know, things like that. And there was that one place we went to, Amicola. You're not allowed to burn dead wood, but they don't tell you that when they check in. And it's like, what, a 25 degree incline to get up that hill? It was insane. And the place to go buy the wood is like a mile from the campground. So we had to carry a thing 
of wood, like a mile. Uh, I wasn't gonna. T- I wasn't gonna unhook and drive the motorhome oh, oh, no, no, back no, no, down no. and then back up that steep grade because no. that was. But yeah, that that, that was, was that was a huge frustration. It's like okay, I completely understand you can't burn the dead wood completely. Like we always buy wood when we get there, but we thought, oh, we're just gonna do a small fire. We'll just pick up some dead wood because there was dead wood everywhere. And then we found out, like, when you were driving in, there's like, you know, do not burn dead wood. But they don't tell you that until you're up the hill and, like, a mile from the the place where you do buy the wood. They don't tell you a lot of stuff. And by, behind the, uh, what, the little visitor's area is the entrance to the uh, Appalachian Trail? Yes, they didn't tell us that. But they also don't say that it's actually not the Appalachian Trail. It's just the trail to get to the Appalachian Trail. It's, right. What do you call it? The Approach the Trail? The Approach Trail. Right. Yeah. That one was frustrating. Was it 2,100 and something miles from there to Maine? Yeah, we took the pictures, but uh, that was the end of the trip. We skipped the whole middle of the trip. We started oh, out in Fall Creek Falls. Uh, oh, we got a. Oh, and you have a. Uh, oh, do you have your phone? Because we have the vet appointment. Nope. Oops. Okay, we need to speed up a little. Um. Yeah, the whole thing with the dog took up time, and now the cat has to go to bed. Just annuals. Nothing. Knock wood. Knock wood. Because you're a woodhead for falling on a wooden I bridge. Must be. Uh, so yeah, we started out at Fall Creek Falls. We love that place. Uh, it was our first time actually camping there, though. Usually we stay at the inn. And then from there, we went to Cades Cove. Also, our first time staying at a national park, which was really fun. Really liked that. Um, what? Bird? Nope. Truck. Truck. Oh. Oh. You think it's... Well, he would, yeah, he would call first, although he does have our address. Um, then we went to Cades Cove. I was in... We used to go all the time when I was a kid. It was your first time there. I was not thrilled with how crowded it already was. Very crowded. It was super all the crowded. trails, all yeah. the parking area, the loop. The loop was crazy. Um, when we go hiking, like you expect to see some people on the trail, you know, like so, well sometimes we didn't. Oh, that one trail where we were like out. Uh well not the creepy pawpaw trail, the other one where we found all the birds. Um, sometimes, you know, there's no one on the trail. But that one, it was like the Disney World of hiking. I actually got, I, you, you don't go out in the woods. In a bad way. Yeah, in a bad way. You don't go out in the woods, like, to see that many people. I actually got anxious on the trail because you couldn't even stop for, like, ten seconds. Like, there was, someone, somebody coming. there was someone constantly. And the trail was so busy, there was also, like, it was, there was just the trail. There was no privacy. That was the day it started off really, really, really cold. And it got super hot, and there was no privacy for me to take off base layers. <laughs> so you had to like stand guard and like hold like my hoodie so I can like take off my base layer underneath my pants. I was like, oh, I'm gonna flash some poor kid, and he's gonna be traumatized. <laughs> but yeah, that one, that one, that, that definitely was not fun. We want to find out when like the off season is and go back there. But it was weird because the actual campground was like nearly empty. I loved the, the campground. campground. Was oh, absolutely so nice. gorgeous, stunning, with deer just walking right through the middle of the campground. That was great. Yeah, I was like, we're staying here. There are deer everywhere. No power. No water, no sewer. No, nothing. But I mean, we didn't need any of that. Just we a, they do have a bathroom. Yeah, cold running water, just toilets only. Um, well, in the sink, you can wash your hands. Um, but yeah, so we liked. No cell service. Yeah, that was also great. I was like, we were out of commission for like two days. We didn't hear from anybody. Uh, then from Kate's Cove, we did the epic long detour. That was really fun. That was one of my favorite parts. We went from Kate's Cove. We went through the national park. To Gad, or I'm, t- I'm sorry, to Cat- Gatlinburg. You got to get your first taste of Gatlinburg. Didn't care for Gatlinburg. Yeah, the touristy part. Then we went over the mountain up to where the North Carolina-Tennessee border is, and we saw a lot of people coming off the Appalachian Trail. Um, oh, what was that? What was that spot called? I don't remember. Then we went down the mountain through the Nantahala Forest, which we also really liked because it's almost all next to a river. I want to go back and go um, whitewater rafting. Oh, I'd love to do that. Then from Nantahala, we went through, oh, what was the other national forest? We went to another national forest to get to Amicalola Falls, Georgia. So that was like an, a super epic detour road trip. Right. And then from there, we came home and we got stuck in Atlanta traffic. Yeah, and let me clarify about Gatlinburg. I would go back to Gatlinburg during the winter to go skiing at the, what is it called? Ober. The Ober, right. But it's it was so unbelievably crowded and bumper to bumper 
and it just is extremely touristy. Yeah. Extremely. And it, I mean, touristy. if you like shopping, it was great, but that's all there really seemed to be to do was shopping. Shopping, restaurants, and stuff like that. Last I time know. I went was before the original. Um, what do you call it? Ripley's burned because we went and then it burned like a couple weeks later. But I would love to go back because it's not. It's what a day, less than a day's drive for us to get up there. Well, one full day. One full day. Yeah. And just go skiing for a couple of days and then come back because then you'd be on the mountain all day skiing and then at night you'd go have dinner or whatever yeah, and then right do there. it again the yeah. next day. That yeah. would be fun. I would yeah. enjoy that. I would like that. But just to go to Gatlinburg to go walk around. Um, and shopping, uh, yeah. Just That's just, but I don't like doing that anywhere. So, <laughs> so yeah. I don't like doing that here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much our hiking trip. We went, we it. were gone for a week. Um, oh, by the time we got to Amicalola, it was so hot. I got sunburned. I haven't been sunburned. And of course we had sunscreen, but it was in the car. And again, you had to climb the incline to get to it. Uh, it was 600 and something steps that we did. It was almost a mile straight up to see the waterfall and to do all the stairs. We did all the stairs. And, and that's when my knee gave out. Oh, uh, yeah, we took turns having knee problems. My left knee, I just couldn't really lift it anymore. I don't yeah. know what I did. I strained or did something. Yeah. And it was for about a week or so afterwards, I could hardly lift my left knee. And that's then good. when I stopped, when I stopped favoring it, then it was fine. So now I'm fine again now. And then I wiped out <laughs> two and years now ago. It's and it's actually fine now. So. Oh, remind me, this is my last round. I have to stop after this round and go try it on. Um, so yeah, it was a good hiking trip. I uh, would have done a few things differently. Um, but yeah, all in all, good trip. Definitely want to go back to it was the wonderful. Smoky Mountains and camp and hike different trails. Oh, that was one thing. Um, I did finish my hiking stick. I went to the plumbing store and I got a copper piece for the bottom and I started putting on all my badges. The yeah, the cap. Um, I got lots of, I think I got like five hiking badges this trip and it makes me really wish that I had bought the hiking medallions at all the places that we've gone previously because now it's we'll like, have to go back. Yeah, we'll have to go back because I need a lot of medallions from places that we've already been. But yeah, I'm enjoying that. Although I did mess up one of them. They're really, really thin aluminum and I didn't like where I had put one of them. And I tried prying it off and I kind of messed it up. Vented. So, yeah, that was my fault though. Um, what else we talked about? Yeah, we did the, there was an art show the same day as a quilt show. I went to my first quilt show. It was amazing. Um, even just something as local. They only do it every other year. Uh, they had over a hundred quilts, so that was fun. Um, surprisingly, didn't buy anything. Uh, what did we buy at the art fest? Oh, just the mug and the bird bath. Mm-hmm. We always buy stuff for the yard and the birds. Um, and then my sewing machine gave out on me. Mm-hmm. They can't see it, but it's sitting in pieces right Lots there on the desk. Lots of pieces. Yeah, you're going to pick up a new motor for it tomorrow. Yes, Hopefully. this will be the second motor I've mm-hmm. put in it. First motor was 2009. At least it's cheap. And, if yeah. they have it. It's only like have dollars Because, yeah, they're no longer a Singer certified dealer. So I was all inspired by the quilt show, and then my sewing machine went <laughs> crapped out on me. So yeah, I haven't been doing any sewing, um, although I bought some more fabric. <laughs> I gotta get the thing working. We'll get it going. And yeah. you ordered a new one? Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you. It was. You convinced me. Okay, sorry about that. Actually, the dog is now back with her family. So yay! <laughs> that was fast. Yeah, that all worked out. Um, what were we talking about birding? I uh, we have done a massive amount of birding lately. Yep, we saw a lot on our trip, but you didn't take as good of notes as you normally do. No, but we went out just a what? Few, on Sunday, a few days ago, we walked down to the yeah, beach. Yeah, first day, sunshine. It was so nice, and we said, let's go try to see if we can find the eagles because there's a spot where there's always a couple of eagles sitting out in front of the the buccaneer. Yeah, State, State Park. Park. Yeah. And sure enough, there they were, two eagles sitting out on the posts, uh, way out, not, not that far out. No, yeah. I wanted to have that little peninsula where you can walk out. Yeah. And I was picking uh, wild blackberries while you were birding. And there was this other couple that had a little a slide in, and they stopped. Yeah, and we were talking fun. to them. They were from Michigan, and we were talking to him, and he had a really big camera. And the uh, eagle flew over and circled back around, and it was really cool. So we got some good pictures of that. But I never did find a fish. It was really choppy because no. it, uh, it was still not quite settled from the storms. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. 
And that we saw the other cool. one just sitting on the post. And the little uh, snow egret and... Yeah. The buntings are back. I've only seen like one bunting, indigo bunting here or there. I haven't seen the painted bunting yet, so we're waiting for that. Sorry, monkey. And he's crying. Yeah, monkey just woke up from a nap. The red-headed woodpeckers, which are supposed to have year-round. I think we just have them during migration. I think we do too, but lately we've seen a ton of them. I've been seeing them all over. Yeah. Um, and we were doing yard work. Fixing a little flower bed that we have neglected for years that we finally got really, really nice. It looks great. And we're, it was like 10.30 in the morning. We're working on it. And then I heard uh, the pileated woodpecker, and he flew over the house, and he landed in a tree in our neighbor's yard. And I just yelled at you, Amy, camera fast! And you ran to go get the camera, and you were kind of taking a while, and it was just sitting there eating. You what, know what? what? I was taking a while. I turned around with your binoculars. And then I run in to go get it, and then we come outside, and it's gone. I ran back for your binoculars. Yeah, yeah. but I have seen it since. I, I haven't. Oh, wait, no, no. The day we were chasing it in the rain. It was just barely yeah. sprinkling. And it flew oh, again. I had no shoes. I ran down the concrete down that driveway. Way. I just barely glimpsed I'm it. I bust my butt. But again, you can hear them all the time. Yeah. But just catching them is just really difficult. Often heard, rarely seen. That's yeah. it. So. so what else? Oh, oh, and you had a first sighting of the eastern kingbird the other day. Right. That was really neat. Uh, uh, oh, I should have said. One of my purchases at the Smoky Mountain, what, the... What was it? Just the ranger station? It was the, the, it was the station, main the park, visitor center. The visitor center, yeah. It was the really one that was big. just outside Gatlinburg. I got the Sibley's... You finally got it. Uh, the Sibley Guide to Birds 2nd Edition. This is... How many pages is it? 600? Almost 600, yeah. Almost 600 pages. And it's really neat because it's got everything. It's got all different kinds of birds from their breeding seasons and all that kind of stuff. And they're in flight. It's really, really, really inclusive. My only complaint are the maps because we always the seem to be, it's teeny, teeny tiny, tiny and you can't see the detail and we seem to be in that area that could go from one extreme to the other. We do. And I'd like a closer up or like some sort of digital, like go here for the digital. And yeah, that's the only complaint I'd have. Right. And here, here he is, the red-headed woodpecker and the red-bellied woodpecker. Yeah, we have red-bellied. Red I'm surprised I don't have any right now. If you're into birding and the apps are great, but having an actual book that you can flip through and reference and, and I don't make notes in it, but you can put, I had the little stickies. I think we, did you take them out or did I take them out? Oh, I didn't I touch think it. I took them out. Oh, yeah, I've touched it. I didn't take yeah. anything out. But this is, this is pretty inclusive. It was a little expensive, $40, but I'm. Well, uh, you got it from the state park because all, all the funds go back to the park. It all benefits them. I'm yeah. sorry, national park. Right. But this, uh, I would recommend this. It's a really great addition if you're a, if you're a burger. Because yeah. you can go back and, and figure out, oh, well, what was that? And then you definitely, 100%, you can find out what it was. Like our um, doves. We have tons of doves that come yeah, to the yard. Yeah, we have four different doves. And I just thought, oh, they're just morning doves. So I looked it up and I thought, oh, there's a pile of different doves that we have we should have and then I started looking oh one is a morning dove one is a yeah. Eurasian collar dove and the other one the is white a white wing white wing right. dove we have all of those so that's pretty neat just to another learn thing species. if you're into birding it's a free app it's by Cornell or is it Cornell or Corel Corn, yeah, Corel's the dish is Cornell. Yeah, sorry. Right. Uh, it's the Merlin ID app and it's really pretty good. Um, like you can, it just asks you like five little questions and then it gives you a list of possible birds and you can click and say, yes, that's my bird or no. And you start over and re-answer the questions. But yeah, I like that app. I, cool. use, I use that app a lot. Yeah. There's, uh, there was another one that you're supposed to be able to, uh, like it's kind of like sound hound for birds. Oh, you said it didn't, I didn't work try very that well. One. Well, it didn't have very good reviews, so I hadn't, I didn't try it. But I wonder, like, what if it picks up, like, several birds at one time? Yeah, because, like, here you could hear. Oh, then one day we had, like, 17 different varieties or species of birds. Like, we went through. Was it 17 or 15? Uh, something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, we had Just a right lot of birds that day. That's um, cool. Actually, it's quiet out there. Probably because that truck just passed and then a motorcycle just passed. All the birds flew away. Which, it should be getting time for the uh, Audubon Society to come around. I uh, think so. One sad thing. Well, sad to me. Our bluebirds are acting weird this year. They're not in their normal house. Their normal house is completely empty. At my parents' house, a chickadee is nesting in it instead of bluebirds. And the bluebirds here are in what was supposed to be a decorative birdhouse. Birdhouse. 
We have no idea what's going on. By now, they I built would, a nest, but I don't think they we, laid eggs. But there's activity, but there shouldn't. There's not enough activity to have babies, so I'm very concerned about that nest. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure something out. Yeah, so we need like a little dentist um, mirror mirror to look in there. So yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of spring. <laughs> the bluebird nest. And yeah, so no bluebirds this year. Well, I mean we have not yet. We have some sort of activity, early. but we don't know quite what's going on. So it's still early. I know, that just makes me sad. That's like one of my favorite things is ordering the mealworms for them. Even the house finches didn't build a the house, nest. Yeah, they usually do. Birds are acting weird this year. So, yeah, I don't oh. know what's going on there. Um, yeah, Katie's running around checking out the yard because we had a visitor. Uh, so is that everything? That's it. Because, yeah, now we have to go get a kitty cat ready for annuals. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm looking around, didn't forget anything. Um, oh, you were, uh, I said you should mention the, uh, pattern that you sewed. Remember you were sewing? Yes, yes. Years ago. That was actually, that's after you, um, okay, 2009-ish, I bought a book, I was doing a little bit of sewing, um, I mostly had done upholstery sewing at that point, um, you know, cushions, piping, you know, like, things like that. So I bought the book, it was like, you know, Simple Garments Weekend Sewing, and it's a Heather Ross book, I've, I'll put it out there, it has awful reviews now. Um, I bought it, and I wanted to make a nice little skirt, that's when I was wearing my skirts and t-shirts all the time. Well, bought the fabric, I was all happy with myself, I uh, learned how to do French seams, which is basically like an enclosed seam, so there's no raw edges, you're actually enclosing it. Okay. So I was really happy, it didn't fit. Like, it didn't, and I was like, look, I had the right size, I followed it, everything meticulously. In high school, of course, I had taken home ec, you know, we did the, the ugly sweatshirts, things like that. Um, I had knit doll clothes, or I'm sorry, I had sewn doll clothes. That was the first thing for me that I intentionally, I wanted this. It didn't fit. So, this was after you had fixed the sewing machine the first time and everything, and I just kind of got really frustrated. Um, I made a couple of Kindle cases, but it was one of those things like, I was really like, I'm gonna teach myself how to sew, you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, I don't know how to sew, or I suck at sewing. I make this skirt, and it doesn't fit. Like, it won't stay open, it's just really awkward, you know, I'm thinking, it's me. You know, of course, I think everyone, anytime something doesn't work out, you always think it's, it's you. So I put my sewing machine away for years. Now that I'm quilting a little bit and some friends are encouraging me with stuff, um, Lori made that adorable top, um, some friends are, you know, doing some pajamas, things like that. I'm looking, I'm looking, I come across that book. There's like a giant list of errata for it. I had no way of knowing that. There's not like Ravelry, like when you go and you put in a pattern that you're about to knit, it says, oh, corrections or errata or, you know, there's an update to this pattern. Guess what? The skirt needed like several more pieces to it. It wasn't me, it was the book. And so I still have it. Actually, I told uh, Lori that I'm using it as a riser, like in the china cabinet, it's like this way, so you see this, and like there's like vintage <laughs> dishes on it. That's all it's really good for, because apparently there's a whole list, and it has pajama bottoms in it. There's stuff wrong with the pajama bottoms. Wow. So I was really frustrated, and of course it, at the time, I didn't know, like, oh, there could be problems with this. I should go look for them or whatever. But, yeah. So you thought you were terrible at sewing yep. and you gave up sewing just, for I, years. Yeah, because the fabric's not cheap. Because of a pattern in a book that you knit, or knit, that you sewed was wrong. The yes. pattern was wrong. Yes, most of the patterns are apparently wrong. I mean, there's, oh, and if you go to the blog, there was supposed to be a link to her blog, to Heather Ross's blog that had all the corrections. It's not even there anymore. I had to Google and Google some more until I finally found the PDF. And her corrections are different from the publisher's corrections. So I'm like, well, which ones are correct? And yeah, Lori was like, you need to throw that book away. I was like, yeah. You do. So yeah, I'm really frustrated about that. And of course, I take you know responsibility. I should have looked more into it. But also, you would think that a book like that would have been proofed and corrected and things like that and test. But yeah, it wasn't me. So I'm giving sewing another try. Oh, and thank you. A lot of people have given me suggestions about what could have happened with my quilt um, after much, much, much Googling. Um, yes, I am using a walking foot. Yes, I have you know all the proper feet, all that. Neither my sewing machine directions, which I've read like a bazillion times, 
or the walking foot, wait, neither the sewing machine directions nor the walking foot directions told me I actually had to change the pressure for the pressure feet at the bottom. Remember I told you it's like two sets of dogs and the, like normally right. you have this set of dogs and now the walking foot, they, they go along. Well, you're supposed to change the pressure for these when you're okay. using this. And nothing, none of the directions said anything about that. After Googling, and again thinking it was me, and Googling and Googling some more, I found um, this blog post, or not a, like a Dear Abby kind of, like this is what's wrong, help me. And it said, did you change the pressure feet? You know, like the, the top can actually push the fabric in front of it causing the puckers. That makes sense. So yeah, I changed that and then Change that. I learned how to skin a quilt, which, ew, that's like a disgusting term. Uh, <laughs> Look, there's a little indigo bunting. Ah, bunting! Um, so I ripped out some of my quilting. Definitely less fun than frogging sweaters. Um, then I rebasted it with a bazillion and one pins, and then I started quilting it, and then my machine went. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Yeah. That, that was pretty much the sound it made. It was like. Yeah. And I realized, like, I had the foot, like, all the way to the floor. It's like, nothing's happening. And it was like, ur, 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 ur. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, seriously? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe the universe is telling me to go back to just upholstery sewing. No. It's just coincidence. I know. I know. And that machine is from a big box store, and it's at least 10 years old because Granny gave it to me when she moved. So, but, yeah, that's my story. So, just in case you do something and you think you suck, might not just be you. <laughs> so lesson learned, but yeah, there was there was no way for me to like it's not like Ravelry, like I said. Well, they'll if you buy a pattern, like uh you know sockhead pattern, if there's an update for it and it's in your library, they send you an, an update saying, mm -hmm. hey, guess what? We fixed this. Mm -hmm. Something was wrong with this. So, and no way to contact me, and I just assumed I was such an amateur sewer that it was just me and that I had wasted that fabric. Yeah, so, well, another learning lesson. Lesson learned. I don't always suck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, on that note, yeah, we have to go grab a kitty cat, and so we will thank you again for anyone who stuck with us uh, through our little hiatus, and we will see you guys next time we record. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.